Hey everyone, welcome back to Launch Codes Football. My name is Chris. And I'm Chelsea. And today we are on episode 50. Let's go. Woo! Cue confetti. Pew pew. Pew. Oh my gosh. Like, it's kind of crazy. We were literally just saying right before the episode starts. Like, wow, we're on 50 episodes. That's insane. We started this back in 2020. It's 2022 now. It's been about two years now at this point. I think we started sometime October. If we don't October, include breaks. Then. If we include yeah. breaks, it's been two years. There you go. Well, no breaks now, though, baby. We back. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, today Very we're just exciting, be... though. Mm-hmm. So today we're just going to be kind of talking about a few things here that we think have been interesting over the weeks. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Panthers and Bucks and kind of what's going on with Brady, Brady and his gang, and then also CMC's debut for the 49ers. I'm crying. But yeah, it's, it, it's kind of, I guess we're just going to see, you know, where, where the season takes us. But yeah, let's uh, let's get right into it. So today... Well, not today. Apologies. On Sunday. <laughs> if that did happen today, that'd be something. Wednesday night football only happened once. We don't need it ever again. Um the Panthers beat the Bucks 21 to 3. Um How? But, We're still not sure. Well, let me tell you something. I saw a prediction that was like this game's going to be like 31 to 6, and I fully believed it. I'm like 31 to 6 Tampa. I was one of them that was like Okay, there's a chance that there's a very, 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 very small chance that maybe because the offense finally has to go away from Christian McCaffrey, it emphasis will do on very, in yeah. case you didn't catch it, very. The thought is okay. You finally have to go to other people on the team because he's physically not there. Even though he's been injured the past couple of years, it's like right when he comes back, just time to get dump it down to CMC and watch him pray he gets 30 yards and sometimes he does but it's still like it's not a good offense we saw against the Rams the Panthers could not move the ball outside of Christian McCaffrey and PJ Walker didn't even get a chance to throw the ball in the middle of the field downfield he didn't get one shot he didn't get anything well this game they finally let him do it and while in the beginning the offense really wasn't that good for the most of the first half um, the defense held and eventually they scored a touchdown with someone not named McCaffrey. It's been like yes. games. It's been like a whole month since that happened. And guess what? It was DJ Moore, the guy Whoa. that's also really good at football that never gets used. And he had an Whoa. incredible catch. So Shocking. honestly, it was kind of just wild to see that. And then they just went from there. I mean, though, to be honest. While I think the Panthers were playing well that day and really happy for Steve Wilkes getting his first uh, win as a head coach, props to him. App State alum. I I got to say this, though. Brady and Tampa look bad. Now, Brady isn't quite as bad as some people are making it out to be because, to be honest, Tampa's weakness is they're kind of the middle of their offensive line. And the Panthers' strength on their defense is their defensive tackles, their interior. So in some ways, um, this was kind of like Brady was going to have a rough game. But everyone's seen the clip at this point. It's been on repeat the whole week. Mike Evans with the biggest drop 
that I've seen in like a long time, to be honest. And I mean, it's not necessarily easy, but it's easy for an NFL receiver of his caliber. And honestly, I don't know if that catch would have, you know, helped propel them to win the game. But I think it took a lot of air out of them because Todd Bowles, their head coach, their new head coach since Bruce Arians is gone, which, by the way, everyone seems to be forgetting Bruce Arians is not coaching anymore. Um, So I don't know. I think that just I think that drop kind of deflated them from the beginning. And from then on, they just kind of (laughs) that's funny. Was that a Tom Brady joke? Because if it wasn't, uh, we made it uh, one. But as but I, while I don't think Brady played that bad, he didn't have any turnovers. He just also has no time. He's dying behind his offensive line. But yes, he also overthrew his receivers at times. There was another time he had Mike Evans pretty open down the field, and he just airmailed the ball. Like, it was way over. Evans had no chance of grabbing it. And so... And yeah, there were a couple plays like that. And honestly, the Bucks offense just looks in shambles. They have no run game. Their run game was basically non-existent, which you would be surprised. You would think Leonard Fournette, he can get run. It's not working. Their offense is struggling to do anything. Their coordinator, I believe, knows, and Brady knows that his offensive line is not that great. So they're forcing the ball out very quickly. They're just trying to throw it as soon as possible because Brady knows, oh my gosh, I'm going to get sacked. Um, Which he was at least one time by Brian Burns in this game. But he just Brian. He just has constant pressure on him and he's trying to get the ball out quick. And, you know, it's keeping them from doing those big long plays like they used to have when they were with Bruce Arians. So Chelsea, with all of that, are the Bucks done? Are they are they done for the year? I don't think you can truly say that any team with Tom Brady on it is done for the year. That's just Having seen how that has gone in the past when people have seen that, um, saying that has not really lived up to what people thought. Whenever you have the greatest quarterback of all time, you're always going to have a shot. doesn't matter how good or bad the rest of your team is. Tom Brady is elite, and he elevates people around him. But in that same vein, to say that they do not look bad this year would be a lie because they do. Compared to what they looked like last year, Brady, when he retired, he should have just stayed retired because this team is nothing like it was last year. And it's it's so funny, you know, that their O-line is struggling because it's not like they don't have some big names on the O-line still. Like Tristan Wirfs, for example. Like as far as I know, you know, I'm not the most well-versed on um, my Buccaneers, you know, statistics and everything, but Tristan Wirfs is elite. You know, once he came out of Iowa, you know, he was just kind of a, a stalwart on that offensive line. I mean, the dude is really good. He dominated in college. He's been really good in the NFL. But it's just, you know, one or two good guys on the O-line don't make an O-line good. I mean, look at the Colts, for example. They have Quentin Nelson, but is their O-line good this year? No. <laughs> just because you have one really elite player on there does not mean that that player is going to compensate for every other player that's playing there. It's just not. Now, the whole Mike Evans things, I mean, obviously that kind of killed their momentum in that half, really. But 
can you really blame the loss on Mike Evans? Because that rarely happens to Mike Evans. And for people to be like, oh, you know, the reason we couldn't get anything going on offense is because Mike Evans dropped the touchdown. Like, no. How many touchdowns have we seen Mike Evans drop in his NFL career? (laughs) Not many. (laughs) So, I mean, you know, it's bound to happen eventually. That's just the reality of football. But for someone like Mike Evans, that just is not a frequent occurrence. So personally, like it hurt. Like I'm not even a Bucks fan. I was watching the game. I was like, oh no, like it hurt. Like just NFL fans watching were just in pain. They were like, dude, how did you not catch that? And you could see he was in pain after too. I mean, he had like his head in his hand and he's like rubbing his face, you know, he just, you could tell he felt horrible. But I don't know if this game is as much about the Panthers being good as the Bucks being bad, because I don't think you're going to see very many NFL fans being like, yes, the Panthers are elite because they beat the Bucks. Like, that's just not the case. I mean, they're literally in a tank right now, selling off some of the best pieces of their team. So to say that they're good is not true, but you can be bad and play really good for one game. And that's what happened. I mean, P.J. Walker had the highest PFF grade of any player in the NFL this week. P.J. Walker, what, the fourth string quarterback on the Panthers, had the highest grade of every single player in the entire league last week? What is the probability of that happening? Like, it's just not high. I like P.J. Walker. He was an Indianapolis Colts practice squad dude for like five years, so I know all about him. But, I mean, the fact that that happened, you got to love that for P.J. Walker. I mean, that's probably going to be the highlight of his career, for being honest. I mean, it's not like he's really out here competing for a starting job for really any team. So, I mean, he really only has this opportunity because his team is bad and all the other quarterbacks are hurt, which is why he got this. So, you got to love that for P.J., that he just had this shining moment of just being elite for one day. But I think this is more about the Panthers or about the Bucks being bad than the Panthers being good. Panthers played a really good game. I mean, Brian Burns looked really good. DJ Moore looked really good. Even Chuba Hubbard and the other running backs that he used looked good. I mean, Dante Foreman, he was stuck on the Texans for years, right? And he got off the Texans finally, and now look at him. It's like, oh, this dude has been able to do this. For years, and the only reason he wasn't is because he was stuck behind the likes of, you know, uh, Adrian, not Adrian Peterson, but Arian something, can't remember his name right now. But I mean, he was stuck between, you know, a couple of elite backs in Houston. He really never got a shot. And it's like, now he is. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this dude has potential, actually. So it's nice to see some guys that, you know, don't normally get these shots to get these shots. Which, you know, kind of speaks to, again, the Panthers being bad because they don't have anyone better (laughs) to fill those roles. But, yeah, it's it's not looking pretty for the Bucs, if we're being honest. I mean, it just, Yoline is bad. The defense, definitely not as good as it was last year. I mean, we already know Antoine Winfield is going to be out of the game this Sunday or whenever they play. I don't remember which day, but he has a concussion. He's out. I think they have four or five starters out for this weekend's game already. Um, Tom Brady, all of his receivers, they like weren't healthy and then they got healthy. 
and then they got hurt again and now people are just like coming back at random weeks like he has Evans and he has Godwin but Godwin was hurt and then they signed Julio woohoo oh wait Julio's been hurt on the injured list pretty much since the season started which as I recall I believe I said that that was not going to be a great signing for the Bucks. that could definitely change but Julio has literally contributed what like two catches this year so I mean that hurts you have other receivers for the Bucks that are hurt I mean there's a very obvious hole at tight end Gronk retired I think it's very obvious I mean, Tom Brady has been used to having Gronk as his tight end for what, for how many years now? I mean, he was his blanket, his security blanket, and he's gone. People forget about that, too. As much as they forget about Bruce Arians not being the coach, they forget about Gronk not being there. Gronk was Tom's man, and without him there, it's going to look a lot different. And also, as someone with uh, Leonard Fournette on their fantasy team, if anyone wanted to know, yes, I am sad, but it's fine. But yeah, no, it just it it's tough out here to be a Bucks fan right now. I mean, it's gonna take a huge momentum shift or some trades or people getting healthy or something to turn the season around because the NFC is not even the strongest division. Generally speaking, the NFC is weak and the Bucks were supposed to be one of the best teams. And the Bucks are below five hundred, which probably also speaks to how bad the NFC is. <laughs> so even if the Bucks end up being what nine and seven who knows they might still make the playoffs because of how bad the nfc is so it's just it's a struggle right now we're just gonna have to see what goes on and i mean tom brady said it himself he's like you know everyone saw that video of me yelling at the offensive lineman on the bench like yeah someone has to get these these players fired up because if no one does nothing's gonna change and he realizes that currently they don't really have the capacity to get new people so it's like you're kind of stuck with what you got so they're just gonna have to figure it out it's definitely a rough going in Tampa right now it'll be interesting to see how it progresses over the course of the season yeah I think one of the most satisfying feelings is whenever you're you're a fan of the other team and you know normally you got Brady coming to town he's gonna beat you 70 80 percent of the time maybe even yes I also relate um, to this. But when you see him frustrated and, mm. you know, last mm-hmm. week he was sitting there yelling at his offensive line yep. and all of that. This week, he wasn't even doing any of that. He just looked done. He was like, yep. What is happening? And it's one of the be, best well, feelings, bro. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> wow, that that's great. Like, I don't even hate Brady like some people do. I really don't. But I just... I'm like, okay, that's a nice feeling. But the Panthers forced Tom Brady into not caring. That <laughs> in itself should be an additional win. Exactly. That's basically a second win. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna see. I think Tampa will be I think they'll be okay. But they play the Ravens tomorrow night. This is being recorded on a Wednesday. Recorded on a Wednesday. Yikes. The crazy part is this division, this NFC South is so bad, so bad that so bad. If if Tampa loses tomorrow night and the Panthers go to Atlanta and win on Sunday, they will be in first place in the division. How is that even possible? Because I thought the AFC South was bad. Don't. I'm, I'm... 
hey, we're fans of two of the worst divisions in football. We really need to see True. some games where they go against each other. I really do. Need... We, yeah, do we? <laughs> hey, look, if we can get Denver and the Colts on TV, and oh, the worst that... game in NFL history. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyways, I I think that. I, it's going to be interesting, and so we'll see how that... I, I think we'll really see how the Bucks are, depending on how they respond tomorrow night. But you but are right. you know right what the craziest part of them playing the Ravens is? What? Do we re- remember and realize how many games the Ravens have blown? What are the chances that the Ravens blow a game to this bad Bucks team? You're going to see me really I would just annoyed. laugh, bro. You're going to see me really annoyed. They almost did it again and against Cleveland. They their cursed number is to go up by 10. They should stop going up by double digits. Like literally They should I, just go for just, a two-point conversion and be up by 11. That'll obviously stop it. I swear they don't know how to hold a lead. They finally did this week. They had to get some help from the refs to do it, but they did. And the clock management guy to be helped them too. Anyways, it's just Mm, I I'm like how how do you consistently keep blowing leads like but whatever they they survived this week so I guess we'll see how they barely Tampa um but anyways our next big topic we wanted to talk about was the CMC trade to the 49ers happens of course right after our podcast of course after we record of That's course fine. but it happened it's on fine last Thursday night and funnily enough um. 49ers were playing Kansas City in San Francisco, or really, it's not in San Francisco, but whatever. Um, Technically speaking. But Christian McCaffrey played after being traded and on the team for like two days. He played against the Chiefs, and they didn't use him that much, and that's fair if he did just get there. But I will say from the touches he got, he looked good. He looked like he fit in just you know, easily. I mean, he had Greg Olson, his old teammate up in the booth uh, commentating over the game. He's just like, yeah, he he's smart. He'll get it. And, uh, and I mean, he had eight rushes for 38 yards and two receptions for 24 yards, which is not a lot of yards, but you have to keep in mind one, the 49ers like to run multiple backs. Um, they, they honestly, that's how they've been doing it for years is, you know, Kyle Shanahan's offense is going to run, two or three running backs. He kind of plays the committee role with that. And then obviously they're going to throw it every once in a while with Garoppolo and watch that wild adventure. Uh, Yeah. Dude, for McCaffrey only having been there for two to three days, having 50 yards from scrimmage on a team you've never played on is pretty impressive. Honestly, I, I honestly, there's not much to say with this. I think it was a good start to his career there. Um, But I and I think he will be of more use. And honestly, this game doesn't really say much. A lot of teams lose to the Chiefs. They just lost to the Bills. It is what it is. You just got to you just got to move on. But Chelsea, real quick, what do you think of like, what do you think of this? Do you think it's a big deal that they lost by like 21 with him or I mean, it doesn't really surprise me. The 49ers are a run-first team, and the Chiefs are not. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're going to try and outrun Patrick Mahomes' 50-yard touchdowns, good luck with that. Yeah. I mean, by no means are the 49ers bad. I mean, they're one of the strongest teams in the NFC, 
and are even stronger with McCaffrey now, but you, you have to play a throwing game to beat the chiefs. Like the run game helps. It helps slow them down. It helps make the the defense tired, but you're going to have to throw for yards and throw for touchdowns. If you want to outduel Patrick Mahomes and that's why Josh Allen beat him because he outdueled him. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not like he slaughtered him. Josh Allen was really good. Patrick Mahomes is really good. It's not like he was the only one who beat the Chiefs. But you have to have a Josh Allen-esque talent to go up against a Patrick Mahomes-esque talent. And the 49ers just don't have that. Now, when they get Trey Lance back, there's potential there, right? But everyone knows that Jimmy Garoppolo is just not that guy. He's not. He doesn't have a strong arm. He is a game manager. And he by is no my by no means bad, but I would say he's average. I would not say he's elite. He's there and he's a placeholder until Trey Lance gets healthy. And, you know, until Trey Lance gets healthy, you can't really expect Jimmy Garoppolo to do something he's not hardwired to do. He's just not. I think the 49ers are a great fit for Christian McCaffrey. I think the scheme is a great fit for Christian McCaffrey. I think Debo Samuel has to be thrilled because now he can play mostly wide receiver. Everyone forgets when he was all angry about that, but he's got to be happy, right? Because they'll probably use him less now as a running back. So, I mean, I think it's a great fit for McCaffrey, but until you get your guy at quarterback back, you are limited by Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just how it is. If you get a big lead and no one can score on you and your defense is really good, which it is, that's how they're going to win. They're going to have to get lots of stops on defense. They're going to have to get turnovers, and they're going to have to score fast. And if they can do that, they can just run the ball the rest of the game, and no one gets the ball. But if you come out and you get two, three touchdowns dropped on you in the first half, they're probably not going to win. That's just not how their team is built, and that's fine, but that's just the reality. So until you get a guy that can compete with other strong-armed quarterbacks in the league, you're just limited by Jimmy G., but still a great fit for McCaffrey. Honestly, I think he might be a better fit in San Francisco than he was in Carolina because you know he's not going to get all the touches, right? <laughs> you know he's not going to get worn down, and he can be even more explosive when he's not worn into the ground with 30 touches every game. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I have McCaffrey on one of my fantasy teams, so if he could pop off, that'd be great, but not too much because I also have Jeff Wilson on my other fantasy team. So if like they could both pop off, that would be great. Big hype if he does, but okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think he's a good fit, and I guess we'll see how Shanahan uses him. I think he'll use him creatively, but you're oh, right. Yeah. The, definitely the 49ers are not good at playing from behind, and we saw that on Sunday. They're just not. They're just not that kind of team. And that's but, fine, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's what they are. That's the problem you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you fully on that. I know they're getting McCaffrey to try and change that, but... I just still think they're overall built like that, just like you said. Um. Well, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll see that story. We're going to get more on that and keep an eye on that as that continues to unfold. But anyways, let's get into our picks for the week. So the first one I had of an interesting game, um, the Ravens at Bucks. I think the Ravens are going to win this. I think, like you said, the Bucks are missing starters. They're not playing well on offense, and they haven't shown us any reason to believe they – they will improve um and so i think they will get it together but i don't think it'll be in a matter of a short week yeah i have the ravens as well though my point earlier about them having blown a lot of leads still stands 
they were going to blow a lead to anyone, it would be a Tom Brady-led team. But I do think that their team is a lot better right now, so I'm still going to go with the Ravens. But like I said, would not surprise me based on what we've seen this year. Prediction, Ravens go up 28-3, to then proceed to blow it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Um, And then the... Another game I think is interesting. I'm biased, but I don't care. I think to the league, it may not be that interesting. But the Panthers at Falcons, and the reason being interesting, like I said earlier, is because the Panthers can take the lead in the division, assuming the Bucks lose and they win this game. The Falcons are ahead of them right now, but the Falcons just lost to joey burrow and the cincinnati Bengals by a good amount joe burrow's really turned it around so the but the falcons have a weird thing where they can play offense i mean they really can sometimes it's kind of inconsistent but they can put up a lot of points but they can't really stop people that well so i actually think i'm gonna go with the panthers on this one i think their defense is better and if pj walker he doesn't necessarily have to play like he did last week but if he can play decent keep himself turnover free i think they can actually win this game and have the defense kind of carry them to the win i'm gonna go with the fan the panthers that's what you are a fan (laughs) there Um, i'm gonna go with the panthers also um i think that the defense is better I think that the weapons on offense have the potentiality to show up against the Falcons team. Though I will say, do not underestimate the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Like they they, they can show up and they can win games. They can put a but forty on you. One one part of me is hoping that Marcus Mariota plays bad so we can see Desmond Ritter because then this game would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But regardless, I am still going to take the Panthers in this one. All right, and then the next one, Sunday night game. Packers at Bills. Is this even a conversation? I just wow. I'm, I'm so. Sorry. I think so. Who did you go with, Chelsea? Dude, the Packers are gonna get crushed, man. It's just, it's the Bills are just so much better. I just can't pick the Packers, even with Rodgers. I just can't. I swear that image of him just looking down defeated on the ground after losing to the commanders is just perfect. I swear they always get one perfect image of Rogers every year. Last year it was like the one where he's like, like, you know, with his whole like look at the camera, his chin strap. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm going to go with the bills on this one. I think overall, they're just a better team. The Packers can't get it together in many, um, in many ways in their game. They cannot get things together. There's so many aspects to it that they're just missing. They can't catch the ball. They can't stop people on offense. Um, Their defense got a pick six last week, but after that really didn't stop Taylor Heineke. And if you cannot stop Taylor Heineke, no offense to him, every once in a while he can play. That guy can play football. He shows a lot of heart and a lot of guts. (laughs) There you go. I said it. Controversial. That guy can can play play football. football. But... I think Josh Allen, he's just a different, he's on a different level right now. And that team is built to win this year. So unless something freaky happens, I don't give the Packers no chance, but this is going to be a real tough one. And it could get ugly on Sunday night football in front of the nation. I guess Not we'll see. The nation. But as far as it being cold, I mean, hey, Packers bills are like the same on that. So weather's all good. True, true, true. 
Okay, thank you for listening, everyone. Tune back in next week for more content. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at LaunchCodesFB and on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube at LaunchCodesFootball. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we will see you next week. See ya. Peace.